Good day, everyone. My name is Carlos. I'm your co-host. Welcome to My Life Without Limits. I have the wonderful opportunity to have our second or first co-host, I should say, um, the number one one in here, uh, Miss Leah. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank yeah. you. you How are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. We didn't have any popsicles today as we did yesterday. No, yesterday the, the now radio truckicle was outside the building. So we went and got free popsicles. Yeah, but we're hoping and pretty sure that they're going to come to our picnic. Oh, sweet. July. Yeah, because I think you were promoting. Promoting yeah. out there. That's, 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 it's good as you always do. Just go Anything I see or find, I figure out how it'll benefit us. <laughs> that's awesome. That's fantastic. Can we Although, do? Otherwise, you're doing okay? Yep. Good. Good, good. Uh, you do have an amazing guest coming up uh, mm -hmm. that you actually, I don't know if this one you creeped out or if they creeped us out. One I of the creeped two. you out. Oh, good. Uh, I, I kind of figure because <laughs> you, you kind of creep people out. So and yeah. that's, that's part of your job. So <laughs> it's, uh, I would love for you to, to see if you can introduce it to our audience and uh, mm -hmm. we'll have a wonderful conversation. So Yes. No, it's one of those things. Again, I saw an article and I said, well, I look like I need to meet this person and they need to come on and tell us their story. So I am very happy to welcome Tennille Bradley here from Accessible Housing out of Calgary to come on and just let us know a little bit about herself and all the projects that you're working on. So welcome, Tennille. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for, for having me. What a great opportunity. So I'm I'm really excited for this conversation. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we love highlighting different um, organizations and businesses in Alberta and yeah. just so everybody can see you know, what they're doing. So Absolutely. why don't we just start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are now? Sure, I would love to. Um, so I'm originally from Saskatchewan. So I grew up there um, and went to the U of S in Saskatoon. After I finished a degree there, I actually left for Australia. Um, so I was, yeah, I was living there for, for quite some time. I was working predominantly in the settlement services space. So assisting asylum seekers and refugees with everything to do with settlement, um, which also includes uh, housing and people arriving with uh, disabilities or different um, health that they needed help. With. So I was um doing that and then while I was there I decided to take a MBA so a master's of business um, which is sometimes a little bit unique for the the nonprofit world mm -hmm. but I think <laughs> it is you know, quite important I always promote yeah. um re revenue diversification for various nonprofits just to ensure that regardless of the economic climate that we can continue to to serve the people that need help. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then following on from that, I decided I would like to be a bit closer um, to my family. And I made the move to Calgary. I picked a terrible month. It was, I think, February. And I went from plus 30 to minus 30. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've been here now um, for just over four years. Oh, okay, great. 
Yeah. And, and since I've, I've been here, I've been lucky enough to work for accessible housing. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah. You're the executive director, right? right. Yeah. Uh, I was looking through the website and I was, you guys have a lot of really cool projects that yeah. you do. And I was just really impressed with the, the it, yeah, you're right. It's not just disability, but it's the chronically homeless and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And I think that that's yeah. awesome to be there for them and to give them that, you know, help there and that little bit of hope that they can, you yeah, know, in their you. own space. Yeah. That, is, that is awesome what it stands out to me because I, I had my parents here a few, few weeks ago and well, actually a couple of days ago, they just left. Uh, back to Mexico, and they were very intrigued about how many homeless people we have in in the Alberta province, including in mm-hmm. in Calgary. So when mm-hmm. it comes to to seeing what you do, it's very stand out to me that you guys help out uh, the people that are of fortunately not as fortunate as unfortunately not as fortunate as us, so homeless, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's very that's very awesome that, that you guys are doing that. So. Yeah, yeah, we we have a, a lot a lot going on at the moment. So always, like Leah said, diff, different projects on the go. You know, with the goal of assisting as many people as as we can in Calgary. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so you, because they've been around accessible housing since the nineteen seventies, I think somewhere in there. Yeah, nineteen seventy four. So oh, next wow. year will be our fiftieth. Right. Birthday. So Ooh. hopefully we'll be able to do something exciting for that next year. <laughs> that would be very good. Yeah, ours will be coming up soon. We're we're since 1976. So we've got okay. coming up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty soon. That's exciting. So um did you when you started with them, what was your like were you executive director right away or did you work your way up? No, yeah. So I started as the director of programs. And then when the previous executive director took another opportunity, the board asked if I would step in as interim executive mm-hmm. director as they go through <laughs> the, the formal recruitment process. Yeah. Uh, and I was yeah, lucky enough to be selected through that process. So I formally took on the role in November of, oh. of last year. So new to the role, but not the organization. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's a big role to be in. But it looks like you have a pretty good team. I was looking, a nice strong yes. female team <laughs> working close with you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I love the one part on the website where you talk about people wanting to age in place. Because we've mm-hmm. talked a lot about that with um mm-hmm. we had shift um their construction okay. company come on one day and, and uh talk about stuff and about how yeah people want to age in place these days and you know housing should be able to accommodate that, but yeah, absolutely. Right? It's you know, with with the housing market right now, it's definitely tricky for a number of individuals in terms of aging in place. Our one program that addresses that or attempts to address that is our RAD program. Right. So our, yeah, it's residential accessibility design. Mm-hmm. Um, so we transform homes and other spaces in the community into safer and more accessible spaces. Um, for individuals with limited mobility. Yeah. 
I love the yeah. name of it because you can call it rad renovations. I thought that was cool. And yeah, I was like, it's a cool name. Great because it is. It's pretty rad that you can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. So yeah, yeah, essentially someone will will call us and we'll go into their homes and do a site assessment. Mm, okay. Yeah, make some kind of recommendations. Typically, it would be people that are wanting uh, a porch lift or a stair lift or mm. a wheel in shower. Mm-hmm. And then we connect them to contractors and oversee the uh, renovation process from yeah. start to finish. And then hopefully they get to, you know, stay, stay in their homes um, and yeah, live there, live there safely. We mm-hmm. can also do if people are renting, if we have permission from their landlords. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, lots of different opportunities in that space. So Danielle, you you only do feedback or, or, or basically conversations with people who are already in a, in a built house, for example, or would you, would you receive people who are just thinking about building from the ground up and then you can, you can give them your feedback, you can give them your suggestion, connect them to contractors, or you are more focused on, on buildings that are already or places that are already built? Yeah, Carlos, that's a great question. Um, It can be new builds as well. So we have had a variety of builders reach out to us to review some uh, blueprint designs. Um, I mean, that's honestly best case scenario, because if you can start from the beginning in, you know, a great and accessible property, then it just Mm -hmm. makes it more sustainable for the long run. Um, you know, sometimes we we get calls and then it, it's a little bit harder to, to redo something. And that's why we're always wanting to promote, you know, principles of universal design, because, again, they can really benefit everyone. It's not just people in wheelchairs. It's moms, you know, pushing a stroller, yeah. groceries in and out of the house, mm-hmm. Um it's just so applicable to everyone. Everyone's going to age. Everyone's going to get older. So yeah, that's why we really try to promote it from from that angle. Yeah. Nice. And is only housing, or is it, or is it also a residential building, like like a business building, like for example, uh, like a grocery store built, not a grocery store, but like a like a building place. Is it also that, or is it only residential? Um, No, it's not just residential. That's our primary focus. But we've been involved in some community center projects before. Um, Yeah, and we've also helped some local businesses with some ramps. And again, you know, they're really happy with it because it also increases the amount of customers that can access their business. Absolutely. That we talk about that all the time. And like, you know, me being able-bodied, I always said, like, if there's a restaurant that is absolutely not accessible... Even if I'm not going with Carlos or something that needs the accessibility, I won't go there because why would I go there? I don't, you know, you need to, yeah. So that's, we talk about that a lot, about the accessibility Mm -hmm. of businesses and how they would be so like greatly supported, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a win-win for everyone. A lot of buildings, uh, a lot of old buildings, I don't know in Calgary, but here in Edmonton, a lot of old buildings give you, a little bit of a hesitant on renovations because of how old the building is or how much money um, 
it will cost for the building to to renovate their space. Do you happen to have any uh, awareness or any any tips that you usually when when those type of businesses or residential even places come to you and give you some sort of those type of of challenges? Uh, would you give them some sort of responses or some guidance or how to overcome that? Yeah, again, great question. It's it is sometimes you know more more expensive to make some of those changes or start with some of those changes. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that from builders' perspective because encompassing universal design, often the square footage has to be larger. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it you know it's the the footprint needs to be bigger as well. Um, that said, you know, firstly, there are a lot of small things you can do, you know, handrails, or just making sure if you are building a ramp that it's to code. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always different government grants and funding opportunities as well for mm-hmm. people who want it to be more accessible. And I think in terms of, you know, people that are renting out units or homes, one thing is it's worth the investment because what we find is if you make the the unit accessible, you really get long-term tenants. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. those people love where they live and they're going to want mm-hmm. to stay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there's so many small changes too. Like for example, a, a porch lift it's you can remove it so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that aren't permanent fixtures either Mm -hmm. so at some point if you want to change um or do a redesign it's it's really easy to to change Yeah. yeah i guess it would be easier than the other way around right it's probably easier to make it less accessible if you don't need the certain things than it is to make it more accessible right because yeah for sure. That's cool. Talking about grants, I'm guessing, or, or my, my understanding is your company also kind of can give suggestions of what type of grants people can take, right, in those particular cases, because uh, I've been having a hard time. Well, I took I took myself uh, the the possibility of, of looking for a grant for a particular place that I go to uh, okay. regularly, and I cannot find it here in Edmonton, but I keep looking. And some, some of these places always saying, I don't know where to find a grant. I don't know if it's applicable for me because I'm a commercial business or I'm a, you know, I'm this and that. Uh, I always keep saying there's always possibilities on, on where, where you can do. And mostly when it comes to residential areas, right? Is that correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, again, through our RAD program, we do assist our families and individuals navigate some of the funding. Um, so, some people will be eligible for something called RAMP. So that's through the provincial government that's paying for um, part of the, the renovation. There's something called SHARP, which is loans if you're in the senior demographic for similar projects. Mm-hmm. A lot of builders or new developers at the moment one aspect is a CMHC application. Mm-hmm. So in order to get that low interest loan and for the application to be approved, if you can um, prove that you meet certain accessibility standards for the project, mm-hmm. you're given a higher rating and more preference for the grant or loan. Mm-hmm. So we do help navigate some of those as well. 
Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. And do you just work in Calgary or do you guys help out across Alberta? We're just in Calgary at the Mm -hmm. moment. It's probably Yeah. a lot, right? Because there's It is. when you're Yeah. when you're looking at the disability community and you know, individuals without a home and seniors, and yeah, that's probably a lot. And Yeah. it's just such it's just needed to, for people to have that. place to go to start the process and understand what they need to do overwhelmingly Oh, absolutely. I can imagine And I think right now it's estimated that there's over a hundred thousand Calgarians with limited mobility. And we also yeah know that usually it's underreported. So yep there's that's probably true more than that. Plus we know we have um, an aging population and growing population. So it's, it's a lot of people. it is Wow. And you have um, a building, an assisted living in Clujo. Is that how you say it? Clusio. Yeah. <laughs> in Clusio. There we go. <laughs> Yeah. So love to we hear have, more about that. yeah, I would love to share about it. Um, Inclusio is our, our building. It's off Confederation Park and it is the one of a kind in Canada as right now we're the only multi-unit residential building to receive a gold rating in accessibility. Congratulations. And yeah, in all Congratulations. of Canada. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So it's, it's for adults with limited mobility. And right now it's 45 units. And it's, I'll, ha I'll give you guys a tour at some time. But it's, it's an awesome space. It's very innovative. And we use a lot of technology. So opening doors, the lights, even the garbage cans can be done with voice command or um, hand motion or with a using an app on your phone. It's it's a really cool spot. So we're really proud of it. You Carlos, say you you're have gonna 45 you're gonna be units? moving. That's <laughs> right. You're going to be moving to Calgary, aren't you, Carlos? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably <laughs> with all those, those features, that's amazing. That's yeah. just, that's just awesome. It's, it's even Yeah. the garbage can. You, so you can, Yeah. even for that, it would be easier for, for everyone instead of going down and picking the bag up and hurting your Yeah. back or something. It's, it's Yeah. even better to just, yeah. So, And really we cool. we we get inquiries from everywhere for for people that want to move in because it's also unique because we serve the younger demographic of adults Mm -hmm. Okay. um, Mm -hmm. where you know unfortunately some people still need 24/7 care Yeah. and support Yes. and they still want independence but they also don't want to do um, like a seniors living as Mm of right so there's there's not very many alternatives that exist you know in the market at the moment so inclusio is really special as it as it caters for you know the varying um age ranges So my understanding, just to clarify it on my head, is so that sure building is for for someone as an adult, even the younger adults to like older adults, but they they don't they don't make them sort of feel like a senior person, right? It doesn't make you feel like you're living in a senior place or in a senior home. Uh, the reason why I ask is because my biggest fear, and I had this discussion with my mom the other day, is that I grow older. 
you know, older, older than I am now. I'm, I'm, I'm old now, but older. <laughs> and they will put me on a, on a, no offense to the people who are in the senior home. I love that. If that's what they would like to. But I would probably freak out if they put me on a senior's place on my own and just leave me there for no mm -hmm. reason. I, I don't, I don't want to be in that place. So your, your inclusion sounds like a, like a dream place that mm -hmm. you can come and like, you know, and, and feel young, you know, it doesn't matter how yeah. old you are. <laughs> it's, it's, it's truly fantastic. We have some residents and, you know, their early twenties that are there and they, you know, get the, the support they need and they still have the independence and they go to university or have a part-time job or whatever else that might look like. And it's awesome. That's amazing. That is. So, uh, so if they hear me moving to Calgary, you know why? Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> you know what? You know. Yeah, it sounds like a great place. And I mean, even like with that garbage can, you know, a mom is carrying a baby or something. And sometimes at any time you just need that extra little bit. So, but yeah, I think that that sounds wonderful. And I bet you it must be a real community in there. They must it is along yeah. with each other and you know in the house you know on the same journey and same just for a curiosity is the unit only a a single unit or is it a double unit like a double bedroom or a one bedroom or? yeah they're all single occupants yeah, okay. okay yeah the moment okay no oh, sounds wonderful where do you <laughs> Guys, you guys must apply for grants and stuff, but what do you do for fundraising? Do you ho host events? We do. So we host uh, an event every year called Dinner for Doors. Ooh. So this year it's on September 28th. It's a really fun gala dinner evening. We also try to include um, like a experiential learning as of such. So in previous years, we've had uh, participants wear ornaments for the whole dinner. So they could maybe experience what it might be like to have less uh, dexterity, mm, or we might have that. people um, sitting in wheelchairs instead of seats. So really trying to give uh, just a small glimpse of the challenges that that people face that you know we don't really think of unless we're actively you know participating in, yeah. in something like that so yeah that's our that's our fundraiser i should uh, awesome. tell the events team we have our gala coming up in october <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. we, we, uh, we used to do like a a challenge event like the run okay. walk and everything and there was a wheelchair challenge and okay. companies would get a team together and okay. go one person would be in a wheelchair and then they'd have to do different tasks you know trying to just get yeah get that little little taste of what it's like uh -huh. and yeah we really enjoyed doing that it was fun a lot of people were like yeah that was hard <laughs> yeah like, it's, and it's so usually it's it's what people remember too because yeah. when you say, oh, you know, dinner for doors is coming up, they're like, oh, I went three years ago and I had to eat my meal with a whisk the whole time. <laughs> and it was so challenging. And but it really sticks with people. You know what? Yes, because that's yeah. yeah, that's the best way to get it to really get through to people is have them just experience a little bit of that because 
I mean, it could happen to any of us. Sorry. Yeah. Let us <laughs> let us know again when it comes closer, so we can promote it all over our social media. Leah will do that, right? Oh, Leah? absolutely. Yeah. Sure, I would love that. That would yeah. be great. Oh, and then yeah. it will be, it will be awesome. It sounds like a very awesome experience. I would love to go. Yeah, it does for sure. I know. I like that. Do you have some pretty good relationships with contractors that you recommend people to, and you must? you know, just have a good roster. That's really good. That's a good thing to have for people like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. We have, yeah, we have some great contractors, especially for our RAD program. They're really people that are, that want to be involved in the community and social impact as well, because they are quite smaller scale projects. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, these really large large projects but the people that we work with are really fantastic so and are you always looking for more contractors or are you are are you just stick with with the ones that you have yeah we're always looking for more yeah absolutely more partners more people to work with and the more the better that's right and then i you know i i think that's the approach we have to take you know we're trying to accomplish all of these big goals and really the best way to do it is a collaborative collective let's bring everyone in let's work smarter not harder and and see what we can accomplish that way yeah at cerebral palsy alberta we're the same it's just we love to collaborate and i'm on social media i love promoting what everybody's doing and just rooting everybody on because I mean, whatever they're doing, it's going to benefit our community and our clients. And if we can't, you know, have that program ourselves, you know, we want to make sure that our clients know where to go and, you know, if we can't do it. So love, love that collaborating is good. Yeah. You guys do great work too. I follow some of your programs and everything else. Oh, thank you. I've been making, I've been getting into doing more reels for Instagram. Okay. So I've, I'm always on the programs team. I'm like, take as many pictures as you can and take videos. I want it all. And there's been some videos that are coming. I'm just like, Oh, I just love it. Watching kids do gymnastics and um, just doing so many things that they maybe thought they could never, you know, do at some point. And yeah, I just really love it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Reels are great. They're just so interactive and they give yeah. you a really cool picture of what's happening rather than just reading an article or something yep. like mm. that. So yeah, yeah, so, I'm finally getting into that. Can you, can you <laughs> just talking about that? Is there a story that you remember or probably there's a lot of stories that you might remember of a successful story or story that stick to you or to your company about what have you done? Well, I'm pretty sure you have done so many things, but is there a story that you, that you would like to share that you have experienced in the last, I don't know, in the last couple of years? Sure. Yeah. There's, there's been quite a few. Um, one would be that we had a, a resident at Inclusio and he did graduate from from university and essentially he was saying it just it wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for accessible housing and inclusio because it really provided him you know the support and the care he needed so he could build up that strength and independence and you know pursue what he was was really passionate about so there's there's a lot of stories around 
you know, themes like that, or with our, our RAD program, there was um, one, one client where he, it was a two story house, and he couldn't get up the stairs and up the stairs was where the bedrooms were, and the bathroom with the shower. Mm-hmm. And so for years, he basically slept in the armchair in the living room. Mm-hmm. And his wife would um, give him like a, a sponge bath because there was yeah. no shower on the main mm-hmm. floor. Mm-hmm. And then it's just so beautiful. It was like for the first time in years, now that he has a stair lift, he can use the shower and uh, sleep in a proper bed and just really cool success stories like that. So that, that's amazing. So nice. that's, uh... and, yeah. As much as his wife probably, you know, didn't mind doing that, it's of still it's a lot for a caregiver. So I can imagine just that one little task or two that she doesn't have to do anymore. Like that would be just. And even for him, you know, because to feel in, like to feel, yeah. to go up is to feel independent somehow you don't necessarily have to have your wife again you don't mind your wife giving you a sponge back for sure but you don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to have your wife giving you a sponge back when you have a lip a, a chair that will mm-hmm. let you go up and then you can go and ch- take a shower up there it's just it's just the main thing i i can't imagine if they if one day when i hurt my toe Leah, i mean you saw that i hurt my toe mm-hmm. uh, i couldn't take a shower for one day and i was already freaking out i was like yeah i can't do this and you yeah. know and, and it it gives you a little bit well it gives me a little bit of anxiety it gives me a little bit yeah. of a you know of, of 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 frustration of not being able to do that so i can imagine yeah. this this, this particular individual just saying finally I can get into the shower and taking a yeah. proper shower it's just like really really awesome really yeah. yeah absolutely and it's it's also from the safety angle for mm-hmm. for both the individual and the caregiver yeah. we don't want people to you know put themselves in dangerous situations of trying to lift someone up the mm-hmm. stairs or you know someone to fall etc so it really adds a lot of of safety and well-being to to everyone living there what if you have a person this is uh maybe a little bit off topic but what if i <laughs> sure. you have a person that is a little bit stubborn like i'm, I'm, putting, I'm talking about <laughs> myself here who okay. who sometimes they tell you not to go up the stairs even though they're dangerous and you still go up the stairs Mm -hmm. and then you end up almost falling or Mm -hmm. actually falling and Mm -hmm. scraping your whatever your arm have you had those type persons who are like i i don't want to do like i don't want to listen as much or i want to be stubborn a little bit and they're like they realize like i have myself of like i should have (laughs) listened None that actually come come into mind right away, uh, but also I'm not there, you know, all the time. All the time. We just help with with the project in people's homes, so we don't really see what what yeah. happens on kind of the day to day basis. True. But yeah. yeah, Carlos, you lived in a house with stairs yes, for a long time, right? Uh, for about five years. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you would have to. And my mom, even even this time. Um, I have a shower with a bad top, and my mom yeah. always says, "Why do Canadians have showers and bad tops?" No, most of the houses, <laughs> and 
So, so I was able to convince my landlord to put two handles, one in the outside, one in the inside, to go to go up the shower. And yeah. so my mom, this time that she was here, uh, like she just left on Sunday. Uh, she every time she's every time she comes out of the shower, she goes, "I really hope you're not rushing when you come out of the shower." Because when you rush, this is actually pretty dangerous. And I'm like, Mom, I've been doing it for like three, four years already. So I kind of know <laughs> what's happening there. But it's true because sometimes you look at the clock and you're like, oh, it's like two o'clock and you need to be somewhere in 245, you know, and you rush and you could generate an accident and you don't notice because yeah. you think it's, a, it's an absolute thing. But once she said once... All, almost all every Canadian house has a bathtub. It realized yeah. to me that most of the places have a bathtub. So I'm yeah. like, I wonder why they don't put a regular shower. And then I'm thinking maybe it's the wintertime thing. That's why they, they have those because. Oh, good. Yeah, maybe. On the wintertime, uh, you can have a bath. I don't right? know. So. I'm sure it was just a, for space wise, they probably did that. But yeah, I mean, we never use our bathtub. I would love to have a stand up shower. But yeah, it is. Yeah, just a tub, and <laughs> you're right. Yeah, Carlos, where was where was your mom visiting from? Uh, she's from uh, she's from Mexico. Like my family okay. lives in, in Mexico, and we we barely don't have a uh, like we don't necessarily have bathtubs right. in Mexico. So yeah. we, in fact, when my mom was building the shower and my and my, she did a renovation a long time ago when I was probably t- how old I'm. I was probably 17 years old and she did a, a renovation on the washroom. She said, I'm going to make a shower. It doesn't matter how small it is because it's easier for you to, to get in. So she's always thinking about what's easier for my son to get in, right? And when mm-hmm. she comes she comes along and saying, you have a, why did you go into this place that has a bath upon when I when back at home you have you have I create a shower for you, and I'm like, well, I can't come to the landlord and say, hey, can you please like take this off and put actual <laughs> shower? Because again, it comes to what you're saying, Danielle, with the boop with the blueprints, and it has to be more space, and it might not be space, right? But she's right; it's it's harder to get off those bad tops than than it is yeah. not, right? So, so. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Was yeah, this accessible? Was this the accessible housing that you have the the innovation one? Do you have like an uh, open concept shower, or is it more like whatever? What type of bathroom or showering is is all that? Just curious. To know. Yeah, so it's it's barrier free, and you can wheel in, so it's oh, just cool. to the surface. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely moving in. I'm definitely thinking about it. <laughs> Either that or you guys might need to expand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we do have a friend who is in her late 20s now or maybe early 30s. Sydney, I can't remember in a whole chase, but she lives in a senior's residence. And it's like, Earl, you should be out, yeah. you know, just amongst people her own age and stuff, you know. I think she's sure. 29. And uh, yeah. that makes me a little bit sad because I think she should be, you know, she should be in a place like the one that you're describing that you mm-hmm. have because it's mm-hmm. more, it's people her own age, right? It's people yeah. her own age. Again, nothing against people who are seniors, but no, you have to be in your own age. You want to be in your own age kind of thing to think about, you know, to yeah. have fun. You know, well, and I think yeah. she's been there for eight years, 
Yeah, a long time. So she was really mm-hmm. young. I would do okay in a senior's residence because I like to do puzzles and knit and all those things. So I would do okay. <laughs> Old lady in my soul. Yeah. I do. I do have one more question, Tanil. In in my own yeah. perspective, there's a there has been a lot of um, situations which it might be a hard topic to talk about where it comes with staff uh, where staff doesn't give the proper care sometimes to an individual whether it's a senior or whether it's an individual with a disability who do not give the proper care, not because they might not want to, but they might not feel like they have enough and proper time management to to be able to handle all the amount of people they need to ha- handle, right? Okay. It's, I'm not, I haven't been thankfully in those places, but mm-hmm. I know a few people who have been in those places who have complained mm-hmm. about the staffing and about um, mostly about the, the scheduling part of it. How do you as a as an organization advise people or even in your own setting uh, when it comes to your staffs and then all your 45 tenants or even more people that you might handle receive the proper care and they don't they don't uh, they don't get denied with that from that care. Yeah, that's that's a great question and you're you're right, Carlos. You know, you you do hear about it from varying different places. I think during during COVID, it was especially difficult I think for some organizations because there would be um, health regulations where it was a, a one site rule. So where healthcare aides could only work on one site, where many of them, um, maybe it's a larger organization that owns multiple sites. Mm-hmm. So I think there was an element, um, not for us, because we just have the one, um, but of people being short staffed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for accessible housing and inclusio, we've being extremely lucky. We have a great staffing complement and we have really good ratios. Um, so we always make sure that there's enough people that are in the building and able to assist people with whatever, you know, they, they need assistance with. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would recommend though, you know, if anyone was in, in that situation is, is definitely to make it known. So mm-hmm. to go through you know, whatever the appropriate channels are. So letting management know, mm-hmm. you know, advising whoever else, because everyone's entitled to great care. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you're not getting that, you should, you should say something. Yeah. You can call Cerebral Palsy Alberta. You can definitely call <laughs> We can help you. Leave. Yes. Our social workers, our support team can help with that. We've oh, done it before help. and we'll be doing it again, I'm sure. So, yeah. Some people feel ashamed of speaking up, and I, I have that mm-hmm. I have that also situation where where I put myself in their shoes, and sometimes you feel ashamed of speak, speaking up because right. because of you don't want people. To, well, what if somebody else has a situation worse than I, or mm-hmm. or what if what if I what if I get kicked out of this place? What if you know? There's so many people that might feel hurt like not able to speak up and i would like to encourage people mm-hmm. to like you're saying mm-hmm. to Neil to speak up because and call us or call call even your own government close together so then they can they can help you in a, in a way because that's your human right i mean denying you from the from the 
essential care is a human mm -hmm. right thing, right? That's the way I see it, right? Essential health, essential care is a it's a human right thing. Like if you're not able to shower and they're denying you to shower, it's it's something that I cannot imagine, and it has yeah. happened to people. Right? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, it is sad. Yeah. You know. So, where do you see accessible housing in like five years? What is some big goals that you you guys mm -hmm. have that you're raising money for and really hoping come true? Yeah, so we're we're still working on on our strategic plan, but ultimate goal will be expansion in mm -hmm. some way, shape, or form. So hopefully, we'll be able to to work on some things where we can serve the the wider population at the mm -hmm. moment. Um, because yeah, like I said, there there's so many people that that need help right now, mm -hmm. and so we're really looking at what what makes the most sense for the organization. We're also being really intentional about what our next project looks like. We just want to make sure it's exactly what the local community needs. Right. You know, some people I think can jump to projects and then be like, oh, well, actually there's a greater need in, in this space yeah. or this space. It's, it's tricky too when it comes to accessibility because it looks so different for everyone. Mm -hmm. For example, an easy example would be, you know, someone in a mechanical or like automatic wheelchair in opposed to a manual one, you sit at different heights. So, you know, a, a lowered sink, for example, might not work for someone else. So, yeah, we're really trying to be intentional about who's in the greatest need and what what the family composition looks like as well. For example, mm -hmm. is it more, more units or more spaces for individuals? Mm -hmm. Is it more homes for, for families? What exactly does that look like? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that's kind of the, the overall goal. And then also through our, our RAD program, we've been trialing out a bit of a social enterprise. So again, looking at at businesses and developers and how we can potentially help them in a, a fee-for-service model that we could then utilize to oh, put back awesome. into the program That's to awesome. be able to assist our, our low-income families. So just yeah. looking at different innovative ways that we can continue to, to be resilient and, yeah. and able to make, make the greatest impact. Yeah. Yeah, we do that with our clothing donation program. It's that yeah. social enterprise and it, yeah, it funds quite a bit of our programs. And so, yeah, we're always thinking of other ones too. We're always like, oh, what else could we do just to, yeah. I don't know, because you never know what's going to happen. It's exactly. like, we know with the pandemic, things could change exactly. tomorrow. So it's like, we're always trying to be a step ahead. And we've been working on our strategic plan for years too. It's yeah. so tough. And I think we finally... Because, you know, with our name, Cerebral Palsy Alberta, like we serve all disabilities. So right. we're trying to really let people know right now that's our big goal is to say we're more than our name. And, yeah. you know, we can help anybody with disabilities. It doesn't matter. You know, yeah, you absolutely. Yeah, well, that's great. How would you um, how would you keep your, yourself or your staff, your mental health side of it? Because I know it's huge. 
Uh, mm -hmm. And it's been huge since the pandemic and even before the pandemic. But since the pandemic or from the pandemic onwards, people are starting to think more about mental health, mostly in the public health sector or in the accessible sector where where people are always constantly, you know, helping out and some of them are burning out, burning out because of the amount of work they're doing. How would yeah. you keep yourself, including your whole entire staff, the people who are working with your individuals who are getting existed in the in the RAD program, uh, the mental health part of it? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I think extremely important important. I think every organization and company should be spending a lot of time and resources in this space because it is so important. Um, at Accessible, we've done a number of wellness initiatives. So whether that's bringing in um, certain training, we have a really great employee and family assistance program that offers all of our staff and their families uh, free counseling. So over the phone, in person, et cetera. During the pandemic, we started a social committee. So something again, that's just a little bit more fun and you can mm. you know, meet, meet with your colleagues and have, have a laugh or mm. do something do something fun. So I think it, it is so extremely important. Mm -hmm. And then just encouraging people as well to you know, take your holiday days, take a break, do, do all of those things, because we know that people aren't at their best if they don't have that work-life balance. So it's something that we always really encourage. Yeah, that's good. That's a great way. It's great employee retention and, and yeah. stuff. Take, take notes, yeah, take notes. We have I know, because, yeah, we're working on a workplace, you know, uh, okay. we're an affiliate of United Cerebral Palsy in the States, and they've gifted us a training program about okay. workplace um, resilience and well-being. So we're, I'm part of the core team that takes this three-hour training once a month. Okay. And then we get together and talk about different things that we can do and survey the the staff to see how they are and yeah so no you yeah certain things I'm like hey mental note that's a good idea because <laughs> yeah yeah we have wellness days health and wellness days where we can take a day off and and treat ourselves to something and right. yeah we're working working hard on that it's important yeah, yeah it's yeah. very important and we're doing a very good job or management team is doing a very good job when it comes to yeah. mental health I think even before the pandemic but during the pandemic mm -hmm. we're We've been. I can see a huge positive change for sure in the in that aspect of us, the the employees. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I want more Uno playing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> no, just kidding. More what? Sorry, Uno. Uh, Uno, Uno. playing. That's the Calgary fun. office often play Uno at lunch, I believe. Yeah, they do. And shout yeah. out to the Calgary office and the staff yeah. who plays Uno in the lunch <laughs> break. <laughs> They're encouraged definitely to have their lunch break and actually do it have it together and, and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's fun. That's awesome. So before we get to yeah. our question that we end everything with, I did want to ask yeah. really quick, was there any big differences you noticed between Australia and here when it comes to housing and stuff? Was there anything that you were like in Australia was like, oh, we need to, you know, you brought it over, you know, maybe oh, to Canada question. or because I know we're kind of, you know, all this, we're in the monarchy or whatever it is, we're <laughs> under the same thing now. And we always wonder how similar we are to places like that. So was there anything 
Yeah, I thought that, that really just stood out. That's a good question. Um, as far as accessibility and accessibility standards go, I would say we're we're quite on par. Mm -hmm. I've traveled to various other places where they're better or they're a lot mm -hmm. worse, um, but. <laughs> for those two, probably quite on par. I mm -hmm. think in terms of nonprofits, Australia has been a bit more ahead, especially yeah. from um, the legality elements, for mm -hmm. example, social enterprises. Here, it's still a relatively new topic. Yeah. So it's about how can you make an income and still be a charity, etc. So there's a lot of um, policy, I think that still would need to be tweaked here to give organizations more flexibility in that regard. Um, but yeah, I would say, yeah, pretty, pretty on par. But yeah, yeah, I know they're the Cerebral Palsy Foundation that's there that we had worked with a little bit um, with World CP Day. Yeah, they're I'm always like, how are they doing this? Like they just yeah, they're just such so strong you know, and what they're doing. So it's fun to follow along and just kind of be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're doing, oh, how can we bring that to Canada? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Take yeah. mental yeah. note again when, when, we're, yeah, more when mental we're looking at those. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is, I like this. I yeah. like this. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's a good idea. And there's always amazing things happening all over the world. So it's yes. cool to, to follow and see what we can steal for, for our benefit. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Not like, stealing, uh, borrowed. borrowed. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Take inspiration from. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, they would probably love to know that someone did I a similar so. idea, right? I think Absolutely. so. Well, we started it. Yeah. Absolutely. So Life Without Limits is what we are all about. And it sounds like through your work, you are really helping people, you know, to get to the point where they maybe feel they're living, you know, a life without limits. Yeah. But what does that mean to you? And do you feel that your life, you know, you're living it without limits? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, life without limits, I would say for me, is a community or a society where each individual, regardless of their circumstance, can live a fulfilling life. Mm -hmm. um, and I think fulfilling as in people are not just coping, like people are able to thrive, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of myself, I, I do try to live life to the fullest and see challenges as opportunities for for growth or change um but it's still a really big goal of mine to be a stronger advocate for people with limited mobility mm -hmm. um i think as a society we still have a way to go to ensure that we have equal opportunity but i really hope to be able to to make a contribution in that space um or you know especially in Calgary. So it's, I think you are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you're the, absolutely. You're doing a fantastic contribution. You almost convinced me to move to Calgary. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to let me know if you're ever visiting and oh, yeah, meet up or give you guys a tour. Or something that would be great. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I still have to come down and see our, our own renovations in the in the main office in Calgary that yes. happened, I think it was last 
two years ago? Yeah, it was when, the when, renovations almost. took longer than we had thought, but yeah, they really, you know, upgraded the accessibility and, you know, oh, the spaces good. in our offices, widening the doors and awesome. Um, the downstairs washroom that was accessible, but now it's like ultra accessible. And we have an adult, adult table. Uh, on the washroom, right? Table. Yeah, I don't change table. Yeah, which which I never would have oh, thought yeah. about it until somebody brought it up, and I was like, "Well, that's a great idea." Cause yeah. What if what if I need? Oh, thankfully I don't need it. But what if I needed it? You know, and yeah. and and so many oh. people needed it. So that's that's a great 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 addition that the Calgary office has. So yeah, we are yeah. lucky to that's know people. Cool. Sean Crump, who I'm sure yeah. you must know, yeah. Rob, is yeah. on our board. He's our board president. So we're lucky to oh, have okay. him to look to, to say, you know, this is what we're thinking of doing. And yeah, he, he's, he was so helpful in helping us make a space that, yeah, is 100% oh, accessible. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Sean's great. So yes. Yeah, he's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Daniel, for that answer, yeah. for that question and for all your, your time with us. I think mm -hmm. it was, it's been so informative and so nice to have this conversation with, with you, uh, mostly, because I, now I want to come and see your spaces because it's so yeah. it sounds so great, and yeah. I think people who are in Calgary should connect with Tennille and accessible mm -hmm. housing because it's it sounds and it seems to me from when we're looking in the website and everything that they have a fantastic staff and fantastic spaces. So feel free to visit uh, accessible housing and Tennille, and if you have any questions. Cheese yeah. available for you guys. So, <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, and uh, Leah will actually put the description, the, everything of your description. Yeah, uh, your website. For people and to see media. it, the website. Awesome. And mm -hmm. everything so people can find you and locate you. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Leah, do you have any last minute questions? Last second no, questions? I think that's it. We talked yeah. about quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did. Good. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, thanks to both of you. It was an absolute oh, pleasure you. speaking with you today and being invited on your show. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Here. Very, very happy very to have good. you. Thank you so much. And for the rest of our audience, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Mm -hmm. Once again, visit visit thank Accessible you. Housing <laughs> and visit our Instagram and make sure to... Uh, Take advantage of our of our Instagram page. Take advantage of our mm -hmm. invitations. Uh, we don't bite. We only bark. No, we don't <laughs> bark either. And uh, feel free to connect with either myself or Leah uh, yes. if you want to be a guest. Or otherwise, Leah will definitely look you up. I'll find that's, you somehow. That's, that's what she does. <laughs> she, she's she's secretly a, de a detective, other than other hats that she uses. So I would I would recommend you to look for us first. But if not, she will definitely look for you, or I will look for you too as well. I'll be looking, keeping my eyes open. So, but thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the show, and um, hope you have a wonderful day. Make sure to live your life with others.